0: Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer.
1: I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we infiltrated a drug cartel to search for our missing daughter who was caught stealing secret alien weapon technology. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Now, last week we released the thriller uh, mystery film... Girl, uh, girl Stop, stop spies, Spy Stop, Cold, cold stop, stop, starring Everywhere. every single female actor that we know. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, also directed and written by, um, I think we had Catherine, Catherine Bigelow, Bigelow was came on board, in to, yeah. uh, to direct. Now, <laughs> Isaac, how did that film fare? Um, phenomenally well. I would assume yeah, so.
0: It made exactly seventy-two percent of a film of the the profits that you would expect from a film starring all men. Yep, uh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> that is <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood fix that shit, okay. <laughs> Because that's terrible. I mean, so
0: truthfully, we didn't have a lot to do with this film. We came up with uh, the kernel of the idea and we passed it off, washed the dirt off our (laughs) hands and tried to have as little to do with it as possible. I think, and you know, this may not be uh, good for our own image, it may be why the film was so successful. (laughs) The fact that, you know, we had a lot of very successful and talented uh, uh, directors and writers behind it. And And actors as well. Yeah,
1: just no no sign of our... um, trademark uh, frivolity and stupidity. None of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so fingers crossed for awards, there is yep. enough people in there that either deserve Oscars or have mm-hmm. been previously nominated Yep. or, like, there's so many categories we should <laughs> <laughs> get, get nods in. Come on. <laughs> this year, this year's got to be it. This has got to be it. We've got it. yeah. I mean, we probably won't even get
1: the award for it, though. No, this is
0: the this is the point. Actually, now that you mention it, <laughs> why are we... Why do we care? Uh, <laughs> We're not going to get any recognition.
1: Effectively, this was like our competitor released a great film.
0: Even the studio that we've had to come up with, a Shell Corporation studio, (laughs) just that there's no... It doesn't say made by movie film studios because I I think, you know, the the, the powers that be have a bit of an allergy when they see that at the start of um, films. (laughs) We haven't discussed <laughs> this before. You know, at the start of all films, how yeah. there's like a three or four second animation that yeah, comes yeah, yeah. up.
1: What's what's ours again? What's I, haven't, ours? I haven't seen it for a while. Oh, gosh. Um, well, it's... <laughs> okay, well, it starts off. Uh, there's two stylized animated characters that sort of run on from left of frame. Yeah. Right? Now, they represent us, but they're really like abstract. So, they're kind of like oh, yeah. two rectangles. One has... Uh, sort of a gingery kind of beard or what seems to be a gingery kind of beard and another one has like a scraggly darker kind of beard and with glasses and with glasses Uh, they run on and they start building like a I guess a little film studio on on the ground there with their bare hands uh, and then they run inside and then all these film canisters sort of spill out of oh, the chimney. Oh, yeah. Right. Film a, canisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they just like spew out of the chimney, Willy Wonka style. So the, the steam is more like spooled film yeah, with yeah, like yeah. little yep. puncture holes along the yep. side yeah, of exactly. it. exactly. Yeah, it's ringing a bell now, yep. I think. Who did we commission to do that? Uh, 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 Brad Bird, director of The Incredibles. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, he really he really cheapened out on the animation <laughs> quality. <laughs> We also didn't pay him that much, so it, it may go. some at least I think it was Brad Bird. I mean, his name's kind of common. I, we got a Brad Bird. A Brad Bird. That was yeah. the.
0: That was the. Uh, I miss our Stephen King. I wish he could Stephen have come v. with King. Stephen V King. Yeah, he could, I wish he'd come with us. But well, there's yeah. plenty of other Stephen Kings right. in the sea. If we really wanted another one, we yeah, could go we, out and find one. We have a Brad Bird now. But a Brad Bird as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's great. Okay. Um, All right, on to this week in trailers. Uh, First up on the list this week is Loving Pablo, directed by Fernando Leon de Aranoa. If you're listening to this podcast, Fernando, I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Uh, And starring Javier Bardem, Penelope Cruz, Peter Sarsgaard? Sarsgaard. He's not not a Sarsgaard.
0: He's he's married to uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. (laughs) They've got more like double A's in their <laughs> collective names than is seemly. Are I mean, said so sure that, ma- my ma- name's Isaac, it's got a double A, double A's at the best. Yeah.
1: Maybe uh maybe Sarsgard was booted out of the Skarsgard family and as yeah. part of that you lose the K. Yeah. The special K is gone. The special K that yeah. gives
0: the Sarsgard's, the Skarsgards <laughs> their power. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is another story of uh, the Mexican drug war. Um, that has been so prevalent. Yeah. You've had Sicario. You've had Narcos. Yep. You've had. I don't. I want to say Medi Ian, but I'm th- pretty sure Medi Ian is the fake. Version of the film that they do in Entourage, <laughs> Probably, starring yeah. Vinny Chase, which is actually the first place I ever heard the word Pablo Escobar. Yeah, and it was sort of like a joke kind of thing that they were doing mm. in 2004 or whenever. Um, Entourage sort of first came out, and it's just, <laughs> it's just like like the drugs in through the streets of America just run rampant through mm. Hollywood mm. Uh, films about Mexican drug cartels. Yeah, it
1: seems to be a, a a popular thing at the moment, and I guess politically in the U.S. at the moment, it kind of makes sense that all these films are sort of coming out to try and show uh maybe a realer side of the of the drug war than perhaps what is thought of over there i wouldn't know i've never been part of the mexican cartel Uh, but this is about um pablo escobar and a i believe a reporter who uh wrote a memoir about um her time with Pablo um, and the kind of crazy situations that she got up in. Uh, and I by crazy, I don't mean haha fun, levity-infused hijinks. I mean, like, being shot at, uh, frequent run-ins with the US Border Patrol yeah. drug people uh, and various other calamities. There's lots
0: of shots in this trailer of people on motorbikes driving up to the windows of yeah. cars and you're using submachine guns to yep. kill kill people in the back of the cars yep. and then I think there's also shots of them training to do that that oh, like okay. set up yep. like fake dummies and it's like <laughs> this is like, like so- somewhere like um What's a knight's tale with Heath Ledger? <laughs> with Heath Ledger yeah. In the middle of the film, they have to do like um, a, a training montage yeah, where yeah, yeah. they set up dummies of the yep. the knights that they're they're trying to take yep. over. <laughs> I'm like, this is probably not a training montage, Maybe but not. it feels like it is. Or was it like
1: uh, like every James Bond film where he does his briefing with Q? Yes, and they have to show all the gadgets that he will then use some point at some point in the film.
0: Exactly, I was like, "Oh, your uh, tires have spikes, so that they can what's that for? It's good for driving on ice. Will I be driving on ice on this mission? Well, undoubtedly, yeah, because like for some reason your car only has the gadgets that they need for the improbable situations yeah, exactly. that you're happening. Unless to be you're
1: watching Goldeneye, where they give Bond like this beautiful. Well, I guess, for the time, uh, BMW Z3, they say, yep, it's got rocket launchers, it's got ejector seats, it's got all this stuff. He uses it exactly once, and that's to drive up a dusty road, and that's it. Oh, really? It's never used again. <laughs> so, Perfect. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about Loving Pablo. Um, I really thought this
0: was going to be one of those um, films that we we sort of touched on with the um, stripped-striped, where there's, yeah. like, there's a culture of taking creatives like... Um, uh, Mary Shelley yeah, or yeah. So the, you thought this was going to be about Pablo Picasso? I really did think Damn. it was going to be about Pablo Picasso and then when I saw Javier Bardem with his like over, <laughs> overweight guy with a moustache I'm like yeah I could probably see Javier Bardem playing Pablo Picasso I'm pretty sure Picasso didn't have a moustache but yeah. maybe
1: there's some period in his life where he did that I'm not aware maybe. of Maybe, who knows uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, that is Loving Pablo Loving Pablo. sometime later this year I guess, it's been out actually last year in in various film festivals and stuff but uh wider release at some point this year. Okay, film number 2 for this week's episode is Searching starring John Cho and directed by again I'm going to apologize to this director Anish Chag- 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 Chaganti Sure, that'll do. Um <laughs> and this is a a sort of kind of like a found, found footage, footage kind of film but centered only around social media. Social media. So, so
0: it's got a. What were the other found footage films of Blair Witch, Cloverfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This seems to be set entirely on a desktop screen. Yeah. As they go through folders to reveal, um, uh, you know, photos from parties and then yeah, you can yeah. scroll through and reveal information, searching through Facebook friend lists yeah. to see the friend's Skype calls. There mm. seems to be constantly a video running in like the right-hand third or right-hand half of the film, yeah. which is always like John Cho Skype calling in with detectives
1: or watching yeah. YouTube videos. So the, the story of this film, um, just before we go on, is John Cho's daughter has gone missing um, and he is now trying to track her down using... Uh, you know, Facebook and her friend's contact yep. list and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so the entire film is is just footage of a computer screen, essentially, um, which I believe was a concept for a short film yeah. at some point a couple of years back uh, and has uh, clearly been adapted into a full feature. I'm not sure if the concept of the found footage will, like, last for an entire film. I feel yeah. like you're just going to be like, why is that bit recorded? Like, I feel like the filmmakers are going to go, well... Normally this wouldn't be recorded but for the sake of this film it has to be recorded so why not?
0: I kind of felt as though the same gimmick for Birdman which is like a one take film. Yeah. Like surely you can't keep this up for the entire film and they did and yeah. they kind of made it work but I'm just like was it the best way of telling that story or was it a gimmick that was propping up a reasonably average story?
1: Oh, that's contentious cuz I don't dis- I don't agree with you at all on that one but um like I think if it's it was interesting, it was but, interesting, but, yeah. But
0: they built the film around the gimmick. They didn't. Yeah. have They didn't have an important story to tell that could only be told with a one camera shot. I mean, to be fair, Birdman did a really good job of interweaving that. They interwove the the drum soundtrack, which was prevalent through. Yeah. I'm like, can they really keep up this sort of percussive thing through the entire film? Yeah, they could. Could they really keep up the the one shot thing? Yeah, they could. Could they? do a good story about the deterioration of a person around it yeah but I think
1: that that worked because Birdman is kind of like a play and that's it the is, whole yeah. point of it whereas this you is, can't cut away from a play yeah this, this is gonna have cuts all over it
0: it's still this is missing person missing daughter which yep. we've seen hundreds of times before Yeah, does not need to be told through social media yeah no. no is it a gimmick that kind of props up a reasonably mediocre film again sorry birdman I'm not saying you're a reasonably <laughs> mediocre but yeah kind of um am I going to
1: watch it absolutely not no I'm not <laughs> the thing like what's the conclusion of this story going to be like it's such a simple premise so there's i mean there's hints in the trailer
0: that the daughter's been in money laundering or possibly drug dealing that yeah. she hasn't been going to study groups uh, she's been living a secret life and maybe John Cho never know, knew her daughter at all yeah it could have a good conclusion like, maybe but uh, i'm just not interested but like
1: it, i mean happy ending sad ending depressing ending i, I, I can't she's, she's not
0: going to be dead but there's no going to be something going on it's going to be
1: horrible at some point, yeah. yeah. I just
0: I'm not sure it's compelling. It's really weird seeing John show in a role like yeah. this. Who was in a film last week that was playing a serious role? Oh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. The, the catcher was a spy. Yeah. Is a sort of thing like you should be exclusively in comedic roles, <laughs> and you're not. And John show here. I'm like, when's it going to start getting funny? I'm like, oh, yeah. it's,
1: it's just absolutely not. Now here's the other problem with this film as well. The only other notable actor in this film is Deborah Messing, who. For the most part, I only think of as a comedic actress yeah. because she was in... Was it Will and Grace? Will and Grace, Will and Grace. Will and Grace think, yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got two comedic actors uh, who pretty much comprise of the entire cast, aside from a whole bunch of unknown kids, uh, both in a serious role, but both renowned for their comedy. Yeah. Is that a thing to do these days? I mean, I know that certain com- like comedy actors... Uh, tend to do drama really really well I'm thinking of like the Robin Williams back in the day Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey as well Jim Carrey did a breakout yeah um, is this a thing for comedians is this our next step maybe <laughs> I don't know we're not funny enough I don't think maybe not I
0: mean I'm just trying to think what comedy stuff John John chose done of note but it's really just Harold it's and Harold and Kumar. Kumar isn't it yeah did Cheech Marin ever try and do a, a missing daughter slash gone girl kind of film? I'm not really sure. So maybe
1: oh, there's still time. There yeah. is still time.
0: I know Tommy Chong did. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, did no, did <laughs> You were saying that I I was gonna make something up. I'm like no, but your did he actually thought like sounded yeah, like he thought I, I was telling I a fact. Thought. I'm like he did the prequel to Taken. <laughs> no, um, it would be it'd be great though. I'd probably watch that film. What is the prequel to Taken? I mean, it's just it's just like like the the sequels to Taken. It's just the same thing over and over
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, uh, that's searching out later this year. Uh, last film uh, for this week's episode, more of a brand name one. This one yeah. it is the Predator. The Predator. Yes, uh,
0: um, officially the fourth one in the franchise. Yes, as well, it is. Apparently.
1: And uh, actually sits within the canon of other Predator films that have come out since. 1987. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this sits in between Predator 2 and the and Predators, the one with Adrian Brody I mean, and, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, I think was Lawrence it? Lawrence Fishburne, Michelle Rodriguez, yeah. Topher Grace. That's right. It's yep. got
0: quite a lot of... That's a really good film as well. I mean, okay. I, I've watched it a couple of times. I didn't expect anything from it. Yep. And it's uh, very much... If you, the, the Battle Royale games are like really popular at the moment the, mm. on, on computer. So, you you know, people are dropped into a space and they have to survive as things are trying yeah. to kill them. That's what this film is. Okay. Um, the the issue being, I don't know why they're saying that is uh, this new film, Predator, mm. is called The Predator. It is essentially Predator 4, just as Predators is essentially Predator 3. <laughs> yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, it goes Predator... Predator two, to predators, predators, the predator. Yeah, um, they're gonna run out of definite articles. <laughs> um, um, it's just gonna be predators with a, with a with a question mark at the end of it. But then
1: they'll it's, go into it, like adjectives, and it'll be yeah. predatory, predatorial.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's sort of set. Um, in a way where it doesn't fit into a timeline at all, it could be the future, it could be the past. Yeah. So I don't know why they're saying this fits before, unless there's crossover characters. Possibly. That I mean, maybe that maybe that's what they're sort of suggesting is that at some yeah. point the characters that you see in this film are going to be abducted and put into a battle royale thing. Yeah. And uh,
1: they may have died in Predators, but are now <laughs> alive in <laughs> the Predator. Maybe. Uh, you mentioned that there's no, or you can't really see a sort of dedicated timeline, but the, this trailer does seem to put it in a sort of relatively modern context a sort of yeah. modern day earth
0: so no I, i'm suggesting that predators didn't have a fixed like a fixed yeah. place so it, it could be it could be yeah. anyway this yeah you, this one I, does very much um, this happened in 2018 yeah in, absolutely in oregon <laughs> okay well, in
1: october yeah. 31st that's correct uh, uh because it's, a, it's got a halloween overtone got a halloween overtone and i uh, probably should mention that this is directed by shane black shane black uh who is a bit of a bit of a critical darling actually for a lot of people Um, directed or wrote Le- like the Lethal, the lethal Weapon weapons, Created the, Characters The initial re- Lethal Weapon films Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Kiss Kiss Bang Bang I'm, i Man 3
0: I don't like Iron Man 3 Let's sure. forget that it exists <laughs> But he has Yeah, had a hand in he, Like he, a lot of the action films Of the 90s That right, you really yeah. love You're like Oh, I wonder who wrote Oh, it was Shane Black as well oh, I yeah. wonder who directed Oh, that Shane Black
1: yeah. Created character uh, You know, he's, he, he's, he's good He had a bit of a He has a bit of a knack For doing quippy kind of dialogue yeah. In an action context And if you really think about Lethal Weapon That's all that is uh, So Hopefully, the Predator will sort of go down that same road. But um, from the looks of this, what basically happens in the trailer is uh, a piece of alien technology is sent to the house of um, a kid, kid, basically. A 10-year-old boy playing with it in his basement on Halloween. Yep. And uh, it turns out that these little pieces of equipment that he is playing with control a giant spaceship, which then crashes to Earth. It then crosses over to... um, another character who is sort of being interrogated.
0: Yeah, he's, you know, your gruff 30-something... Mercenary, he, Mercenary, yeah. he works for the military, he was an assassin, he stumbled across the alien tech that he shouldn't have. I I have extrapolated, and I don't think it was actually explicitly said in the trailer, that he's then sent the alien tech off to his brother to keep mm. it from the government. Yeah, But I don't think that's actually in the <laughs> film. Uh, cue the you uh, we send in your men. What happened to them? And you see Olivia Munn and Keegan Michael Key and yeah. Alfie Allen, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a you know ten men enter, one man leaves yeah. sort of predator type thing that we uh, we've yeah. all come to know and love. Yep. Um, I hope they do it well. Yeah. It looks like a good fun actiony thing. Yeah. It's got again with these kids walking around at Halloween. It's got these sort of ET overtones, which yeah. I'm like, this is a bit weird for a um for a an action film. So. Not really sure what's going on with that one or if it's gonna. If it was just for the trailer, if it's going to play into the film at all. Yeah. I think it's got a really good cast. It's got uh, good opportunities to, to be fun. It's got some good people yeah. on board.
1: Yeah, some good talent on board. So who knows? That may not be a complete disaster. Uh, that'll be out later this year. All right. Those are the three films yeah. for this week's episode. But of course, before we do anything with one of those or more of those films, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room.
0: All right. Um, so I believe I chose last week. Yes. Um, and so uh, it's uh, you're up this week to pick a film. We'll do a brief recap. Yep. We have a Mexican drug cartel uh, story. Yep. Um, we have a social media slash missing kid thriller. Mm-hmm. And we have a action sequel reboot alien. Um. <laughs> ten men enter. One man leaves. Yep. Uh, yep. Scenario. Yep, 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 yep.
1: Okay, so it seems like the ten men enter, one man, one man leaves kind of scenario seems right up our alley.
0: It does, and I apologize for the gender bias on that one. Yep. Uh, ten Fair people enough. enter, one man leaves. I,
1: I followed suit <laughs> as well, uh, but I'm actually going to sort of go in a slightly different direction. We've been
0: choosing the the out, out you know the outlier yeah. as, as Malcolm Gladwell would have us believe. That's
1: right. Uh, I actually want to go. For the Mexican drug cartel Ooh, film *Loving Pablo*, Interesting. Now, I do want to dictate something here All on right, the offset. I, so, so, you, you mentioned uh, earlier on that when you saw the name *Loving Pablo*, you assumed, uh, and even from the opening shots of seeing Javier Bardem, that's like, oh yeah, he could play Pablo Picasso. Yeah. So the one, like the one thing I want to be uh, absolutely crystal clear on, and one thing that we need to do is we need a title that is so ambiguous that you think it might be for something else yeah it might be for a completely different film uh but then you watch the trailer or you go and see the film and it's like oh shit that's not what i yeah. expected at all
0: so is it someone's name and there's ambiguity in the name i like the idea
1: that it is someone's name uh so we can either make up a name or sort of make up a character who is sort of like a legendary almost like a robin hood-esque figure perhaps uh, not to say that Pablo Escobar is a Robin Hood-esque character, but uh, maybe someone who's engaged in what would be nefarious and criminal activities to one group of people, but to another group of people, it is um, liberation and yeah. good times and all that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, the only thing that's stuck in my head is like something Salvador. And I'm like, okay. oh, is it Salvador Dali? Sa- Salvador Sali- Dali, yeah. No,
1: it's just set in
0: El Salvador.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so e- it's okay. exactly the same thing. So we call it Salvador
0: yeah. The film, so
1: this S- is the- Salvador Daily.
0: <laughs> and it's just it's just the day to day grind of living like, in El Salvador. In El Salvador. Which I think actually might be like a bit of an like, idyllic paradise and yeah. not,
1: not run ripe with Probably drugs not, yeah. at all. But is that too much of a pun? Like Salvador Dali Daily? What? I don't know. I think if we just call it Salvador, it's ambiguous. So people might think it's like, oh, this is a biopic about Salvador Dali. But it's not. It's literally about. El Salvador. It could be, yeah. yeah. Or San Salvador. San Salvador. Which is the capital of El Salvador. Okay. <laughs> All right. Even better. Let's do it about that. That makes it a bit more localized. Yep. Uh, okay. I, I also think we need to open up the film with, like, an actor who kind of looks like Salvador Dali as All well. All right.
0: So Salvador Dali is very thin.
1: Yep. Um, With a pencil mustache. Pencil recall, mustache. And, like and that very
0: sort of plastered to his head sort of comb over yep. Uh,
1: hair. Yep. Who would be... A good Benedict Cumberbatch has it Ab- a- absolutely. Benedict Cumberbatch, you put him with a little bit of prosthetics and and a, and some uh, facial hair, he'll be perfect as our pseudo Dali. Uh, but yeah. he's only in there for like a minute, yes, and then it's gone. So you like that's the thing. That's how it should start. We should basically for the opening, maybe let's say five minutes, uh, we sort of focus on Benedict Cumberbatch as pseudo Dali. Yeah, uh, but then he just vanishes. Like, five yeah. minutes into the film, he just disappears, and then the film takes a dramatic turn into something else.
0: So, I have a feeling that one of these South American countries, and I can't remember if it's San Salvador, uh, El Salvador, might have, like, pristi- uh, uh, pristine, untouched, idyllic jungles. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I'm thinking if we're going to go with that criminal underbelly, yep. it could be animal smuggling yeah. instead of drug smuggling. Great. So, there's, like, uh, this... Uh, you know demand in America for exotic pets, yep. and it's the lengths that people go to yeah, yeah. poaching these like your little um, marmoset sort of like yep. and and uh, bright parrots yeah. and stuff like that yep. from the forests of um,
1: of El Salvador. Uh, El Salvador. All right, I have an idea. What if we actually scrap the idea of this being confusing as to whether it's about. Salvador Dali, El Salvador. Why don't we just make the hero of the film Salvador Dali? I, th- I mean, engaging. I was, I was about in- to
0: say when you when you killed off Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. I'm like, but I could have thought like, you know, this is in 19, <laughs> um, I don't even know where Sal- no, the 1930s, <laughs> f- or yeah, 50- when he nah, he's
1: still alive in the 50s, I think as well. I, I uh, think I think the the still surrealist
0: alive. movement was like 20, it started in the 20s, yeah, sort of post-war Dada-esque. Yeah, yep. um, so this is like as a young man, mm. um, trying to learn how to paint with vibrant colors. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's gone to this vibrant um, jungle. Yep. Uh, and it is it is uh, Salvador Dali yep. in El Salvador. Yep. <laughs> um, and there's this uh, rampant sort of animal trafficking. Yeah, yeah. I think there's going to have to be some fear and loathing style. Yeah. Um, like uh, drug trips where drug he trips, sees yeah. like that, those melting clocks that yep. he's so famous for in The Persistence yep. of Memory. Yep. Um, sort of comes into play as he sort of sees things warping. Yep. Um, there's got to be sort of proto drug trade kind of stuff in there. So definitely guys on (laughs) motorcycles practicing how to shoot out windows.
1: Now, is this going to be... is is Salvador Dali? Is he going to be a character that is fully aware of what's going on and he's trying to stop it as a kind of like archetypal hero, or is this going to be like a Mister Magoo, uh, the man who knew too kind little. of like
0: yeah? There's there's the f- fantastic Bill Murray. like Mister Magoo is a bad example because that's horribly done. The man who knew too little is such a good film. where yeah. Bill Murray gets embroiled in this um, plot, the secret agent plot because yep. he th- he thinks it's all a game. Yeah, um, a little bit of. Both, a bit of both, maybe,
1: maybe. Um, I don't know. Or maybe he thinks he's stumbling on a situation that is. Uh, he doesn't realize how bad it is, so maybe he might think it's something innocuous, like, um, I don't know, they're like, uh, someone has stolen a cat. Yeah, like one of some, like his next door
0: neighbor. He doesn't realize that it's a rare endangered species ocelot. And, yeah, and <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it just happens to be. And he's just like, oh, he's just he's just looking for someone's cat. Yeah. But, yeah, but it, it is, like, this sort of, like, you know, the last of its species, we're, we're ter- al- albino snow lot.
1: We're turning the- him into, like, Inspector Clouseau, but not the, like, yeah. original Inspector Clouseau, like the really horrible Steve Martin. Oh, no. Inspector just- Clouseau. <laughs> Speaking of people with pencil-thin mustaches and horrible accents. There we
0: go. I'm sure Benedict Cumberbatch can do a better spa- <laughs> Spanish accent than he can American <laughs> accent. Um... And, right. and he's earned enough money from those Marvel films. Yeah, that he absolutely. Probably, probably doesn't even want to be paid for this one. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's think about some uh, auxiliary characters. He's there's yes. got to be someone who is like a bit of a freedom fighter. Yep. Um. Who he's just kind of like along for the ride. Like, yeah. uh, Finds finds something interesting about that person. Yep. And um tags along with them because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like I like what's going on here I don't really care about your freedom fighting protecting the jungles and na- that nature yeah, way yeah, yeah. but there's something interesting about them maybe maybe
1: yeah
0: We start the film and he doesn't have a pencil-thin mustache.
1: Oh, yeah, great. And then there's this character
0: in the film that does have a mustache. And he becomes so enamored with the idea that he's following this person around until he can emulate the the perfection that is that mustache.
1: Maybe that mustache is like a symbol of the Freedom Fighters, right? So the leader has it. All the other followers have it as well, but he doesn't notice that. He doesn't realize that it means something more significant than what... It is. Uh, So, yeah, he's kind of like... He sees it everywhere... Uh, he hasn't got one yet and he's like i
0: I, or maybe I really want one i backtrack on my original idea yep and he does have one
1: okay but <laughs> people mistake him for being yeah, in the freedom okay. fighting group Great. because Perfect. of the pencil ma- and can, I- can we do like maybe we could do um because he's all about surrealism what if there was like what if the opposite like the actual head of this freedom fighting force kind of just looked like salvador dali yeah. as well and so there's a kind of like mistaken identity thing going exactly. on there where he's embroiled in this thing uh, and doesn't realise why people are, like, coming up to yeah. him and, like... it's like, the clocks will melt at midnight. <laughs> and he's like, what does that even mean? And then he gets his brilliant idea. Um,
0: can you look up quickly or even f- bring the Academy... Sure. ...and tell us if they can describe to me what a golden marmoset looks like? Because <laughs> I feel as though the marmoset, or at least one sort of um,
1: subspecies of that tiny little endangered primate, has, like, a little curly moustache thing. You might be right. Um, hang on a sec. Let's... I gotta s- I- I've just got to tell the Academy to spell it correctly because um right now they're describing it to me now so I'll just uh, relay to you what they're describing me so it, it's basically what looks like a, a, a sort of small monkey um, but bright bright orange Um doesn't have the pencil thin mustache unfortunately it has more of like a lion's mane
0: oh it's not really what I'm thinking it's of quite
1: what you're thinking of no um, so you're thinking like we need an animal that has a pencil thin mustache maybe it's a like a lost species of el salvador uh ooh, like ooh, a, ooh, there uh, is one there yeah. is one the emperor tamarin oh yeah that's yeah <laughs> that is a 100 i mean it's not really pencil thin it's more like bushy and um uh, quite magnificent actually but i like where you're going with it uh so does that particular animal reside anywhere near Salvador? i have a feeling tamarins
0: may be um asian Oh no, wait, 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 wait. In East Peru, Bolivia and Brazil. Yes. And the Amazon. Yep. That that is Absol- absolutely close enough. Absolutely. See, there we go. There's, there's another one that's absolutely... It, it's got some styling wax. It, it must have had some styling wax to get that happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. This, this is why this sort of freedom fighting group has has grown these bizarre yeah, yeah, moustaches. Yep. Uh, we'll, it's in. We'll, um, we'll
1: put these images
0: up on the Facebook page. <laughs> the the emperor tamarin is an endangered species. Yep. And like, I mean, maybe this is a cousin of the emperor tamarin. Yeah. That are, like has even sort of more... It, it
1: could be like, it's a rare off breed of the species. Yeah exactly. Uh, That's that only found in El Salvador. Only found in El Salvador. Explains in El Salvador, yep. why it's not in Peru or Bolivia <laughs> or Brazil. <laughs> exactly. Even though those
0: countries are close, they're not all exactly the
1: same. No. Uh, great. So, um our freedom our freedom force are they fighting an opposing force who is trying to Absolutely. steal these these animals yeah. or trying to harvest these animals maybe they're trying to harvest them for the mustaches right so they're you know how we talked about in our um our whale based film they're trying to get the ambergris yeah from those whales well maybe they're trying to get the curly mustaches from a marmoset and so they've got them all like chained up in a makeshift salon and they're just harvesting yeah. marmoset it, it, in mustaches. a bizarre
0: twist of fate yep it's Salvador Dali who has popularized yeah. the pencil-thin mustaches? And people can't grow them, so they have to <laughs> harvest the mustache hairs from the from yeah, the tamarins yeah. yep. um, to make uh, what do you it? Call fake beard. Merkin's like a different kind of yeah. weave of chest hair. Yep. It's not a toupee. I have no well, idea whatever comes between those two like literally a mustache. Be- between a merkin and a toupee, whatever <laughs> fake hair people can glue to their uh, their upper lip to uh, pretend okay. that they have a, a mustache
1: so let's hang on let me clarify this story so there are there's an evil group of um of people who are stealing and harvesting mamas not mamas it's tamarins, tamarins yeah. uh putting them all in a salon and like clipping off their mustaches so that they can supply those mustaches to people who want the pencil thin mustaches that are popular in Sal- in El Salvador for the time for the moment yes salvador dali turns up with his curly pencil thin mustache yep uh and is instantly seen as a uh as someone who is what like he is in charge of the movement or is he maybe
0: they think that yeah it's much better if they think that he's in charge actually you know of, yeah of he's in group. charge
1: of the group that's stealing the, the, the bad guys yeah, yeah and exactly. then the guys that are freedom fighters who are fighting against it they are, kidnap him yeah
0: thinking that he's the leader and yep. it turns out that he's not he's but not. he has a hard time convincing them that that's he's right yeah
1: mr magoo st- <laughs> mr magoo man who <laughs> knew all. style. Been, yeah, yeah exactly right so it's like a mistaken identity kind of film uh we're dealing with the harsh reality. Realities of uh, an animal, um, animal, what do you call trafficking, it? Trafficking harvesting. animal, poaching, animal trafficking uh, poaching, group, yeah, poaching, poaching sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're dealing with it in El Salvador.
0: In El Salvador. We've got a, some more casting. Who was who the guy that Benedict Cumberbatch is supposed to look like, who has been mistaken for? Uh, okay,
1: so we need like a, an opposite, uh, like he, the, the actual Yeah, um, exactly. The actual leader. leader. Uh, who looks like, I mean, no one looks like no Benedict one. Cumberbatch.
0: <laughs> That's the problem. That is the pro- absolute, pro- like he's <laughs> such a weird looking man. Yeah, I mean. Sharp, I- <laughs> sharp features, sharp face.
1: I think who, we, we're just going to have to CGI the, the um, see I was
0: thinking we were talking about Iron Man 3 earlier because yeah. of Shane I feel like Ben Kingsley would be good in that role <laughs> but looks absolutely nothing we would have to give Ben Kingsley see like I, a wig uh,
1: yeah like to make him look like Benedict Cumberbatch I honestly think that like Ben Kingsley when you dress him up and give him the the mustache probably looks more like Salvador Dali than Benedict Cumberbatch does it's
0: true uh, maybe we go with uh, considering he just played Poirot in Murder in the Orange oh, yeah. Express yep.
1: Kenneth Branagh Kenneth Branagh I yeah. think
0: Kenneth Branagh and um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch could yep. probably be mistaken for okay. one another if you only heard their voice <laughs> and that way we get them both to do even though one of them's a, a Central American yep. um, animal trafficker and the <laughs> other one is a Spanish artist they both speak with the same British accent in our film yeah
1: that's fine uh, again Death of Stalin style where yes, everyone's exactly. in a British accent in that so um, Kenneth, Branagh, Kenneth a, Branagh
0: and and I think there's got to be a um, we need head a le- of the resistance the, the resistance yeah and again going to I, I think Olivia Munn with be which okay. is such a great casting, yeah, yeah. fresh off the Predator. Yep. Which uh, I, um, I think I'm just you know, there's certain actors that are on the brain after talking to films. Um, I think should be great in that yep. in that
1: role as well. Okay, um, that works. Uh, do we need anyone else? Surely there needs to be. A- I think I think
0: Salvador Dali rocks up to um, uh, Central America yep. to to San Salvador with a a retinue like but like a butler. He's got his own personal okay. valet yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, or yep. valet. Yep. or how how that is pronounced. I'm pretty sure it's valet. No, but I actually think valet, like valet, is someone who parks your car. But mm. valet is like a manservant servant who follows you around. Possibly. Yep. Okay. I'm not really sure what the difference between the two of them are. I've heard it pronounced two different it's, ways. It, it, either way, it's someone who does something for you. Exactly. And obviously, this guy, because Benedict Cumberbatch is about seven foot nine, I, <laughs> and this this guy's got to be like the, the opposite sort of. Uh, he's well, short, short. Um, he, he's a little bit sort of rotund.
1: Oh, Danny he, DeVito, then he's not sure. Jack.
0: Black, like Danny DeVito is way too old. Danny DeVito's like 80. Is he? he he's not really? 80. He's not 80, but he's very, very
1: old. He's quite old. Jack
0: Black is that kind of, but he a shorter Jack, Jack a Black. Shorter Jack Black. And, and a little bit more Zamu. I think Jack Black would try and steal the film with yeah. his comedy antics. Yep. This is more like your Stephen Zahn, sort of, who played that role in. Um, was Matthew McConaughey he was in the Clive Cussler Sahara? Oh gosh, yeah. So it, it's it's that role, but not played by Steven Zahn. <laughs> okay. And I just I just don't know who would you who would cast that I mean, why can't we role. get?
1: Why can't we just Can get- we do Tom Holland? Yeah, we could do I, Tom, I, but I mean, I, I, he's not the the right shape at all. We're no, gonna have to fat, exactly fatten, him, fatten up him up a bit Quite digitally. A lot. I just watched digitally. Spider-Man Homecoming*.
0: It was very good. Okay. I like him in that film. I think he could absolutely be. He's like so. He's supposed to be um like a protege. Like yeah, he's yeah, maybe yep. he's got rich parents who have sent him yep. to study art under Salvador Dali. And yep. Salvador Dali just treats him like a butler. Yeah. So you got Tom Holland, great. Um,
1: Benedict Cumberbatch, Olivia yep. Munn, yep. and Kenneth Branagh. You know what's great about Tom Holland as well? He's British. So he's actually all fit in speaking perfectly. British. Olivia Munn's American though, so yeah, we're going to have to Yeah, she, she's the only one. <laughs> have to get accent coaching to be to be British. well to be fair, she could
0: also probably in the in the universe that we're creating, the very <laughs> diverse and broad universe, the only one native to um to the Americas. Okay. Cuz like, you know, the the poacher is just an opportunistic um yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guy yeah. could have come from anywhere. So, sure, yeah, he
1: could so, be like a big game hunter from England.
0: No, it's from Spain from cause, Spain, cuz obviously they're all speaking Spanish. So people <laughs> People, people who are from Europe yeah. and, sp- and speaking with a British accent are actually speaking Spanish with a Spanish accent, right? and people speaking uh, English with an American accent are actually speaking Spanish with an <laughs> okay. American accent.
1: Right, okay. Again, death of Stalin style exactly. where everyone is speaking English in an English or American accent, but they're actually speaking Russian.
0: Yes, but but in this way, the, they're all speaking Spanish, yep. but the ones who are speaking it with an English accent are yep. from
1: Europe and the ones speaking with an American uh, okay. accent are from the Americas. Right. Okay. And, that, and that's
0: how you distinguish it.
1: Perfect. So clear. So, so very, very... So Easy, easy to follow.
0: To follow. <laughs> um okay. Normally at this point we say the only thing to come up with is a film title <laughs> but we we've uh, already called it Salvador. We call
1: it Salvador. <laughs> um and so I, I think, think that's it. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Brilliant. Salvador. <laughs> See it next week when we put it on the Fuzzawudder. Exactly. Okay, housekeeping as per usual. We are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, some bios of us, and of course, the Fuzzawudder which is a database of every single film that we have ever released. We really need to do some more
0: movie posters. We I was do. I was on there recently. I'm like, I like the titles. Mm. I like the little synopses. Yep. Need some movie posters. We do need some you know movie who uh, might be able to do some movie posters? Our legions of fans. <laughs> so if any one of the yes. 12 of you, <laughs> I keep saying 12, I've only seen the numbers once yeah. and apparently we get 12 listens a week. Um, want to make some posters? We'll uh, start yeah, putting them up. Uh, there's a few there that I wouldn't mind having a crack at as yeah. well, but it's just a matter of spending time <laughs> to sit down and do it. I really want to do... Um, Billy versus the machine yeah. but it requires me to go out and find an air hockey table because <laughs> the stock footage um, pictures of the air hockey table yeah. are from the wrong angle yep. and then you can do the, the crazy neon 80s style yep. um, fonts with the, the metallic yeah. yep. yep. I think um, stripped slash striped would be quite good because I, I yeah. think it's just Hobbs sitting back to back with Garfield in the middle
1: of the, nah, the but page. But we can't. We we decided not to use any of those characters for fear of copyright issues. Oh, maybe we
0: just blur their faces then. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, uh, we the the criminals being put into the back of the car. We did not agree to be on TV kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Blurred, blurred face. It just sort of says, like, stripped till stripes. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Uh, yes. Yeah, so if you want to get in on that, uh, simply join our Facebook page. Search for Movie Film Studios on that platform where you'll find us and a whole bunch of Russian bots. Um, we post emoji clues yep. as to the trailers that we've watched in the upcoming episode. Uh, and we've also expanded it to use Google Translate. Google Translate. Yeah, I- I'm not really just, sure. I mean, we could probably do Google Translate for this one. Um, yeah. Salvador, sort of... Uh, no, no, I
0: mean, the ones I've got to do are searching, uh, loving Pablo and the Predator. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, the, I thought the, the Google Translate game would be a lot more fun, but Google's quite smart. It has an auto-detect <laughs> feature. So if you paste a word in there, it'll auto-detect the language. Yep. So I, f- I put it in, like, um, Nepalese. Yeah. You don't actually have to, like, go yeah. through and try and guess and that it's Nepalese. It just It there. just kind of knows. Yep. So I'm like... Google Translate ruining my games. Put it in a Babel I don't think Babelfish was that smart. So
1: if you want a bit of a challenge, yeah, they, um, if you can find it. Is it still around? I don't know. Probably go to Alta Vista and search for it. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Um, we are possibly planning a leaderboard for that game as well. Yeah, at exactly. Some point. So that'll, um, that'll live on that page. Yeah. If
0: you want, uh, f- first to get points, we'll get three points, and I'll put up a leaderboard. Um, not really getting <laughs> any serious <laughs> contenders. Lots of, lots, of jokes out there. Lots Poor of plenty uh, of jokes. I mean baseball detective thanks dave that was, that was, that's exactly what it looked like if i mean if, you, if you'd gone to the you know the trailer page and saw the catch the catcher was a spy um maybe but like baseball detective probably also an equally good
1: name I for that kind film. of want to make that film now <laughs> can we make baseball detective like at some point in our down we'll make it a tv series that i think way. so yep all right great um we're on twitter again don't bother um and we're on itunes podbean and any other place that you get podcasts uh give us a rating on any one of those particular platforms that you use because they do help they give us uh, a nice little feeling inside that we're wanted and loved
0: i think we're up to like six ratings on itunes not bad
1: not too bad. Not, not too bad. bad at all. They're all five stars except for one from our friend who decided to rate it. <laughs> our <three>. baseball detective <laughs> friend Dave. <laughs> okay. And I think that
0: is it. I think that is all that remains is to thank you once again for listening this week. I've been Isaac, and I've been AJ. Roll credits.